Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. Makura, written by Philip Harris, narrated by Justin Fife. Jackson stared up at the women hanging on the wall, trying to decide which one he should add to his collection. He licked his lips. His mouth was dry, sticky. None of these particular items were available back in the U.S., at least not unless you were prepared to pay exorbitant import duties. Neither Jackson nor his dad were going to do that, and Jackson had brought a second suitcase with him just for this sort of opportunity. He looked around the store and spotted the young assistant watching him from behind the counter. Hey, Mrs. Chan! The woman smiled but looked confused. Jackson pointed at the display of printed body pillows on the wall. How much are all the Daki Makura? The woman hurried forward, her confusion evaporating at the possibility of a sale. Those are very good. A very special deal. Only 9,000 yen. Jackson made a derisive snort, as though that was a ridiculous price. It was actually less than half what he'd pay at his local comic book store, but Mrs. Whatever didn't need to know that. He pointed at a pair of pillows featuring his favorite anime girls. 
I'll give you 10,000 yen for those two. The woman looked bemused. Jackson sighed. For the pillows, I'll give you 10,000 for both. Ah, sorry, but I cannot... I'm not paying 9,000 yen each. That's just ridiculous. An older woman, the shop assistant's mother maybe, appeared at the back of the store. She scowled at Jackson and began walking toward him. 11,000 yen, and that's my final offer. Sorry, but... The old woman placed a hand on the assistant's shoulder. It's okay, May. I will help this gentleman. Good, Jackson said as the assistant hurried away. I want both those, and I won't pay any more than 11,000 yen. I should get a discount after she was so rude to me. The woman held Jackson's gaze, a thoughtful expression on her craggy face. You are a collector, yes? Yes, I am, and I, I have an unusual item, one of a kind. We have been keeping it for a special person like you. Jackson smiled. Show me. Jackson stood outside the Dakimakura shop, oblivious to the hustle and bustle of Shinjuku. All his attention was on his new purchase, a one-of-a-kind, life-size Dakimakura pillow featuring up-and-coming martial arts actress Asako Mia. These pillows were legendary, almost impossible to obtain. They fetched hundreds of dollars on eBay. He shook his head slightly, unable to quite believe his luck. Sure, it had been expensive, but at least he had his Amex, and his father would cover the charges. Maybe Jackson would skip a meal or two to save money and show how he was a responsible adult. He hated raw fish anyways. Grinning, Jackson pushed his precious Sasako into the voluminous bag the old woman had given him and headed back down the street to his hotel. Jackson pressed his keycard against the glass panel beside the door to his suite. The entire panel glowed green, but when he pushed the handle down, the panel let out an angry buzz and turned red. Irritated, Jackson tapped his card against the panel again. Again, it turned green. Again, it buzzed and turned red when he tried to open the door. On third attempt, the door opened. Jackson sighed and went inside. Lights flickered on, illuminating a massive lounge decorated in stark black and white. Kinto Plaza Hotel was at the edge of Shinjuku. Newly built, its 52 floors were an exercise in extravagance. A picture window ran the length of the room, providing a jaw-dropping view of the city from any of the four leather sofas in the room. A 100-inch TV dominated one wall. As Jackson entered the lounge, the television came to life. Two news anchors, their faces rendered huge by the mass of television, were talking rapidly in Japanese. Jackson tutted. I don't speak Japanese. The audio cut out. When it returned, the anchor's voices had been replaced by a crisp British accent. Family members are holding a vigil this evening at... Whoa! Voice control! That's fucking awesome! Jackson leaned towards the television and spoke loudly and slowly. Show me some anime! Two massive robots appeared on the screen, battling each other. Seen it! Next channel. The robots were replaced by the image of a young boy with a long-eared bear-like creature. Boring, 
The television flicked back to the newscast. Jackson waved his hand. Turn it off. The television stayed on. Local police have a few... I said off! The screen turned black. Shaking his head in annoyance, Jackson grabbed the bag containing his new body pillow and went to the master bedroom. The television mounted on the wall opposite the huge bed was showing the news. Jackson turned it off, then unpacked the body pillow and placed it reverently on the bed. He gazed at the image of Asako Mia. She was truly beautiful. Even her long, flowing signature was elegant. It was beginning to grow dark outside, and Jackson was hungry. Hey, I'd like to order some food. A speaker in the ceiling chimed, and a moment later, a light feminine voice filled the room. There are 17 restaurants within walking distance of the Quinto Plaza Hotel. No, I want room service. There are 17 restaurants within walking distance of the Quinto Plaza Hotel. Jackson scowled at the speaker. Hey, didn't you hear me, you stupid AI? I want to order room service. There was a pause, and then the voice returned. Please place your order. I'd like an American hamburger, Kobe beef, tomato ketchup, mustard, American cheddar, and fries. The thin ones, not the gross chunky ones. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. Your meal will be delivered in 27 minutes. Jackson rolled his eyes. He considered heading back to the living room, but without any decent anime to watch, he'd be bored out of his skull. The flight had left him covered in a thin film of grime, and jet lag was beginning to kick in. A shower would solve both problems and kill some time until his food arrived. The lights in the bathroom came on as soon as Jackson entered. A few seconds later, the mirror above the sink burst to life and revealed itself to be another large television. It was showing the same news program. Jackson briefly considered trying to find some hotel porn to help pass the time in the shower, then thought better of it and turned the television off. Inside the shower, Jackson was faced with a dizzying array of controls. He poked and prodded at them, but nothing happened. I want a hot shower? There are three swimming pools within a five-kilometer radius of the Quinto Plaza Hotel. Would you like me to make a reservation? No! I want a shower! Shower! After a few seconds' delay, Jackson was doused in a cascade of warm water. Steam filled the shower. A bird began to sing from somewhere in the bathroom. Jackson picked the most recognizable of the five cleaning instruments hanging from the wall and washed himself. As he did, his thoughts returned to the Asako Mia and the body pillow. He'd been attracted to Japanese movie stars before, of course. Part of him hoped that he might meet one while he was here. But Asako was special. She was an excellent fighter. But there was something about her eyes and the innocence in her smile that captured his imagination. He felt a familiar stirring, and his hands slipped downwards. The water from the shower switched from gently caressing raindrops to a violent stream of ice-cold bullets. Jackson yelped, dragged open the shower door, and almost fell out. The shower cut off. Jackson stood in the middle of the room, rubbing his now-cold arms. What the fuck?! He glared at the shower. This place was going to get a scathing review once he got home. He considered complaining to a manager right now, but he was hungry and tired. 
He grabbed the softest bathrobe he'd ever encountered and headed out into the lounge. His dinner was waiting for him, a metal tray with covered plate sitting on top of a heating element. You could have told me it was here. It's probably cold. There are 17 restaurants within walking distance of the Quinto Plaza Hotel. Jackson tutted and lifted the lid. He stared at the plate. He blinked. What the fuck is that? I asked for a fucking American hamburger. The plate contained a meat patty that had been carved into the shape of a rooster, an artful swirl of ketchup, and another of mustard, a spiral-shaped piece of white cheese, and four identical french fries arranged into a square. Jackson's stomach growled. Defeated, he sat down and began to eat. The meal lasted barely a minute and wouldn't sate his appetite for long, but he had to admit it was delicious. Not that he would mention that in his feedback to the manager when he spoke to him. That could wait, though. Before then, he had unfinished business. Ignoring the silk napkin, Jackson wiped his mouth on the sleeve of his robe and headed into the bedroom. Jackson lay in bed with the lights off, his arms wrapped around the Asakomiya body pillow. Now he was settled beneath the silk sheets. His jet lag really was kicking in. He was trying to imagine Asako laying there with him, but sleep kept tugging at his eyelids, dragging him towards unconsciousness. He sighed and closed his eyes. He'd get some rest first. His eyes snapped open. Someone had touched him. He could feel their hand resting on his shoulder. That was impossible, though. Tentatively, he reached up. His fingers brushed against a hand. It was small, fine-fingered, feminine. Something pressed up against his back, something warm, female, and very naked. Jackson swallowed, his throat suddenly dry. Soft lips caressed the back of his neck. An arm slipped beneath him, wrapping itself around his waist. The kisses moved down his neck and along his shoulder. Whoever this was, she'd obviously wandered into the wrong room. Or the manager had sent her to make up for the malfunctioning shower and bizarre meal. The woman placed her hands on Jackson's shoulders, turning him onto his back. The room was dark, and the woman's hair obscured much of her face, but she still seemed familiar. Jackson struggled to remember where he'd seen her. Then she was leaning in, kissing him. The woman's hand slid down his chest to his stomach. The questions in his mind evaporated. Pain tore through Jackson's gut. He tried to scream, but the woman's mouth was locked onto his, choking off the sound. More pain centered just beneath his ribs. The woman leaned back, unleashing Jackson's scream. He shoved her, trying to push her away, but she was immovable. A rock pressing down on him. He managed to raise his head, and through tears of agony, he could see the woman's hands reaching through a ragged gash in his stomach. She adjusted her grip, twisted, bones ground together. A wave of blackness swept over Jackson, threatening to drown him. He drove it back, clawing at the woman's arms. His fingernails sliced through her skin, peeling it away and leaving bloodless wounds in their wake. Finally, he managed to speak. Please... The woman pulled one of her hands from inside him and pressed a bloodied finger against his lips. The pain lessened. Jackson felt a tiny glimmer of hope. Then, the woman plunged her hand into his chest. The blackness came again, and this time, it was absolute. 
The television on the wall of the bedroom flickered to life. An image of a young woman appeared behind a news anchor. The body, thought to be that of missing actress Asako Mia, was found behind a privately owned Dakimakura store in the heart of Shinjuku. Police have yet to release the details of the cause of death, but witnesses have reported that the body had suffered significant damage to the stomach and chest. Jackson's body twitched as the last of his life ebbed away. His right foot caught the body pillow. It rolled off the bed, landing on the floor face up. The pillow was almost blank. All that remained was an elegant flowing signature in dark red blood. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. Daki Makura was written by Philip Harris, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Carl Hughes and music by Eric M. Music and Tom Robson. As you can probably tell, we've opened up our chart-topping internationally recognised podcast to guest writers. If you've got a great idea for a story and you think our audience would love it, get in touch and send it over. If accepted, we'll get our fantastic narration team to lend their voices, our editor will sprinkle some magic pixie dust on the track, and you could have your story heard by thousands of listeners each week. Successful submissions will also be included in our ebook and print compilations. So, if you're interested, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. Once again, that's hawkandcleaver.com forward slash submissions. Until next time. 